Thanks for joining our podcast today, the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. When results matter, think RCI. RCI is a business consulting group based out of Tennessee. Our services include digital transformation, cultural transformation, operational excellence, IT, and fractional leadership. We offer strengths in healthcare and manufacturing. We hope you can gain something from our podcast, which helps you move the needle. If we can ever be of assistance, please reach out through our website at www.thinkrci.com or on social media at ThinkRCI. Now let's get to the podcast. Hey guys, I'd like to welcome you to podcast number two. We're joined today by Andrew Van Bruegel, Tom Wilkerson, and Josh Jolly. These guys have over 30 years of experience, uh, both Tom and Andrew in manufacturing. And Josh comes to us today. He is a CFO of Virog, which is in Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, today we're going to talk about fractional management and how fractional management can be applied to manufacturing. Guys, welcome aboard. Thank you, Anthony. It's great to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, Anthony, for the introduction there. Uh, It's going to be a great podcast. Hey, Anthony, this is Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me on and uh, hope to add some value here to the podcast. Josh, thanks. And, uh, you know, we just want an organic conversation talking about the subject of fractional leadership. Uh, Just kind of a long explanation to what we're going to go over during this podcast. We're going to talk about what is fractional leadership. We're going to talk about cost effectiveness, kind of the quality versus quantity, and, you know, maybe some supporting topics around that. Tom's going to share with us his example of being a fractional manager inside a manufacturing facility. And then we're also brought in Josh Jolly, who is going to share his example of of one of our fractional managers coming into his factory. And then we're going to circle it back around. This is the Results Matter podcast by RCI. So we want results to matter at the very end of our podcast. So if we start today, Andrew, could you kind of define real quickly what a what a fractional leader or fractional manager is? Sure, Anthony. So, you know, these days uh, we're looking for uh, executive skill sets uh, across finance or marketing or, you know, it could be um, uh, human resources. Um, and typically a company will employ somebody on a full-time basis to do this. Uh, that's expensive and also carries with it quite a bit of risk, uh, getting the right person uh, that fits into your culture, etc. Fractional management or fractional leadership is saying, look, how about I get these skill sets in the quantity that I need so I can get an experienced quality person, a manager or a finance person or a HR person. But small to medium companies may not need these people uh, on a full-time basis. So let me get them for the amount I need and pay for the amount I use so I'm getting the the right skills in the right quantity uh, as I need them as opposed to the traditional model of employing somebody full-time or even getting a consultant in 
who typically are there to do a project or to achieve some very clear objective rather than having a seat at the table and being with us on an extended basis. So I want us to really quick kind of look at this. Some people may not be familiar with this term of fractional leadership or maybe even fractional management. It kind of goes by those two different terms. And I guess what I'm trying to say there, the goal and, and the result of this, what are some target company, I guess you could say monetary valued companies that would need a fractional leadership? Is it a startup? Is it a big manufacturing facility? What, what would you see that kind of uh, ideal company that would need a fractional leader? So it is typically the small to medium company that does not have the quantity of work for a full-time executive. So if I'm an engineering company and I want to introduce uh, a quality management system, for example, I would need somebody with quite senior experience to do that properly, but I may not need that person 40 hours a week. So maybe I want that person, let's say, two days a week. Now, I can't employ a person two days a week typically uh, on a long-term basis uh, 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 if that person were to be um, permanent because people don't typically do that sort of work. Now, larger companies generally have the volume of work to justify a full-time employee or a full-time executive in those positions. So fractional leadership does lend itself more to the small to medium enterprise, the family company where the owner perhaps is doing that work themselves, uh, or a startup, as you mentioned, where I don't yet want to embark on full-time positions in executive, uh, at executive level because I don't yet have the, uh, the, the amount of work for those positions. So you mentioned all the different positions earlier with HR to what are some other roles that maybe beside that C-suite, are there any IT roles? Are there any other roles that are lower than that C-suite that, that may fall into fractional management? Yes, uh, it doesn't have to be C-suite. Uh, it could be middle management. Uh, so I may need an operations manager or an IT manager uh, or a payroll specialist, for example. That, that, again, I don't have the quantity of work for them to keep them occupied for 40 hours a week. So what the small company typically does is, oh, you know, so-and-so, you can do payroll and you can do operations and you can do a little bit of quality, whatever. But they don't normally have the, uh, the experience to do those tasks properly. And so they try their best. They juggle the balls. Another alternative would be to say, well, let me get the HR professional for, let's say, two days, the quality professional, the IT professional or financial analyst, whatever role it might be. So it's not necessarily typical C-suite executive positions. It could be any functional role that I need high level of experience, but I don't need it 40, time, 40 hours a week, or I don't really want to employ somebody full-time because I don't want to take on that risk right now in my business. So real quick, I'm going to transition. Josh, I want to ask you a question real quick. Can, can you talk to me about the cost effectiveness of uh, executive labor or uh, fractional labor within your company? Sure. We, you know, we employed this idea of fractional management uh, because you know, we needed that high high skill set expertise in manufacturing that as a leadership team in our company, you know, we didn't have that in-house. And 
But at the same time, you know, we, we didn't want to do a big search for somebody with a lot of experience because we were trying to protect our culture, you know, within the company. Um, and so, you know, the, but the cost was going to be, you know, enormous to find that person, you know, do a nationwide search and move that person to our, uh, to our location. And so rather when RCI presented this idea of fractional management, it really made a lot of sense to us that in their specific, uh, you know, engagement with us, it was really, you know, what if we brought two or three experts for the price of, you know, one executive, right? So when you're a small company, you know, you typically need, you know, a lot of different skill sets in your, on your leadership team, but it's hard to find those people that have multiple skill sets. So for example, you know, finding, you know, somebody, you know, with that, with years of management experience that has experience in manufacturing, you know, with HR, with quality, you know, with all these various backgrounds that you would need to be successful in a small manufacturing operation, you know, but, you know, few people have, you know, that multi-craft skill set. And so for us, it was, you know, difficult thinking about, well, how do I hire someone with a lot of experience from each of those backgrounds? But rather, you know, what if, you know, RCI came in and provided, someone with, you know, that was an expert in each of those areas, maybe just for 10 hours a week. And, but it, it added up to the equivalent of a full-time person. So in essence, I think when you look at it, you know, dollar for dollar, you know, I would say that we probably saved, uh, you know, between four and $600,000 a year, just in our case, you know, an executive compensation, because we, we bypassed that need to, to that, that need that you have or that you think you have a need, you know, to hire someone for each of those individual positions. That brings up a great point. And something that, that we definitely need to look at is that quantity versus quality. You may have someone that's somewhat new to the position that we have to train up, right? To whereas fractional leaders a lot of times have that experience. Tom, do you care to hit on some of your quality uh, experience versus the quantity experience from where you were a fractional manager? Sure, Anthony. I'd be glad to uh, talk about that. I was able to go into a, I guess you would call it a medium-sized manufacturing facility, about 300 people. And we went and met with a a side director. Uh, The side director was fairly new. He had been in the position about a year and this plant was under under a lot of pressure to produce. They were selling every pound they made, operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the supervisory team of 13 people who you know were shift supervisors were very inexperienced. The leadership team was experienced. But the operations manager, that was he was really the key for this facility. And he was didn't have the leadership skills really necessary to pull and continue to improve this facility. He was a great troubleshooter. Technically, he was good, but he was not developing developing supervisors like he like they really wanted to do. And he didn't really work that well with the with the plant manager's leadership team. So I came in and kind of functioned as a quasi operations manager. I didn't take over the day to day. He continued the day-to-day operation, but what I was able to do was work three days a week for 
five months and spent a lot of time on the floor with the supervisors and also with the leadership team, the, the maintenance managers, uh, the quality manager, et cetera, and, and really pull those teams together. And also the other thing that came out of this was as I worked with the supervisor, spending about half of my time on the floor, which no one at the facility had time to do at the time. The site director didn't have time for that, and they didn't really have anyone to fit this role. We were able to bring the operators, the hourly operators, who had a lot of knowledge into the problem-solving process as we developed leadership skills for the supervisors. As I worked with the leadership team, to pull them together to, to, to really initiate some key projects. And, and the results of this were the supervisors really grew in their positions. We had a side benefit of reducing downtime significantly as, as the supervisors were you know, able to go out, communicate uh, more effectively, work with the operators, bring them into the problem-solving process. So I spent five months at three days a week, and really we were able to pull a lot of things together at this facility and uh, significantly improve the operation, uh, improve the production. Uh, and uh, it, it was really a, uh, uh, a nice situation uh, when I left. And, and the other thing we are able to do is hire an operations manager. The current operations manager went into a technical role, and we were brought in an experienced operations manager that came into a situation where he was brand new, but he didn't have to go develop supervisors. He didn't have to uh, have all that pressure of, okay, the day-to-day operation and developing people. So uh, – it was a a really classic fractional management uh, 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 assignment. That's great. I'm going to direct this one back to Andrew. How do I figure out whether I really need one or need a fractional leader or manager? So uh, that would require you to obviously understand the key skill sets that are needed to to run your organization. So if I'm an owner or a founder or a, a CEO or something, uh, of course, I would know that already. So I know, you know, I need operations, I need supply chain, I need finance, I need HR, maybe quality, depending on the, the business that you're running, IT potentially, uh, marketing. You know, obviously, a, a senior level executive knows the skill sets they need. Now, then they stand back and say, well, who's doing that for me now? Do, do, do I have the people that I that I need to be doing that the way I want it to be done? Now, in a large organisation, the answer is normally yes, but in small to medium, often it's no. Like I'm doing that myself, or maybe I have a, a a junior level person trying to do the role but doesn't really have the experience, or maybe it's not getting done at all. So you know, at that senior level, if I'm the the, the head of the organisation, the site head, or the owner, or the founder, I'm going to be looking to see those those skill sets that I need. Who's doing them now? If the answer is nobody or not the right people. Next thing is, do I need that full time? And of course, the answer is probably no, or you'd already have the person. So now fractional leadership or fractional management becomes immediately a viable alternative. 
So, I, you know, if I, if, if, if I need skill sets in, in, in human resource management, like I may have a payroll person and I may have a person who does uh, all of my tactical work, um, but maybe I don't have anybody doing the strategic work around HR and I certainly don't need someone doing that 40 hours a week and my payroll person or my HR officer doesn't have the ability or the experience to do that. So now I'm thinking to myself, where am I going to get this eight, 10 hours a week or this two days a week that I need on an ongoing and longer term basis? Because that's the key, Anthony. We don't go in there and do a project. That's a traditional consulting role. But if I need this person on an ongoing and longer term basis, let's say eight, nine, 12 months, maybe longer, then fractional management becomes the viable uh, solution for that. Okay. So I know we, we've asked this question in some of our live talks and stuff, but uh, you know, let, let's start addressing the risk. I know one of the big questions we get a, a huge response on is hiring remorse. Can you can you talk on that? I mean, we could literally ask everybody to raise their hand if they've ever had hiring remorse and and probably get a great response. But let's talk about that risk factor that comes with fractional leadership. So personally, I think that's actually the greatest benefit of fractional management or fractional leadership. Uh, yes, there's the cost piece, which everybody can sort of understand, but. I think the real the real nervousness that executives have when they want to employ a person that's going to cost them one hundred and fifty thousand plus a year, with a potential interstate relocation, uh, and then disrupt the family of that person, you know, with their, their children or a spouse that's working, you know, the risks mount up, and people know that the chances of this person really fitting in the chemistry working out, the culture being aligned, this person being able to help me deliver my vision, you know, it, it, I won't say it's remote, but there's a real risk there. Uh, and I think it's the reason a lot of small to medium-sized companies, especially family-owned businesses, don't employ outside people because I don't want to go through that problem of them not not realising the family's values or the company's values. Cost is one benefit of fractional leadership, but I think the risk is, is probably the bigger one. Uh, and and I have, we have gone into a number of companies where they've actually tried to employ somebody and not, not only have they suffered from the cost perspective, but that person hasn't worked out. And they may have gone through this two or more times until they finally just sort of give up and say, well, there's no solution. I'm just going to have to do it myself. But no, you don't have to do it yourself. You can consider a low-risk, cost-effective way to import those skills into your business, high-level executive skills in the quantity you need. And if it doesn't work out or the person's just not the way you'd hope they were, you just politely ask them to move on. It's that simple. You know, Josh had brought up a talking point in conversation Yesterday, I was asked the question from from the RCI standpoint: How are you different than, let's say, a staffing agency or or a recruiting company? How is that fractional management different than a normal executive search uh, for someone out there looking for that experience? How is that different when it comes to RCI and, and the engagement of the customer? So there, there are three, there are three possibilities here. Really, okay. There's, um, I'm looking for a permanent employee, in which case you may go to a search agency to find that person for you. 
Second sort of option is I want a consultant to come and do something for me. Now that's normally project-based, part-time and, and short-term uh, with a very clear objective. Consultants don't normally come in to help you run the business over the long term. Then the fractional leadership fits that role of, no, I want, uh, there's not a project needs doing or not a, uh, a particular and obvious objective that I want to be delivered, you know, by the end of uh, June. I need somebody with me for the next 12 plus months because I'm not going to employ anybody full time. Uh, so I want that relationship to be there, which is often not there as strongly with a consultant. I want a relationship with this uh, fractional manager. They're going to be there for uh, the medium to long term. They need to fit in. They need to be part of the team or become part of the team. And we need to have a good understanding about what authority they will have uh, so that we can have that accountability and share those accountabilities and responsibilities. All right. Thanks. Josh, I'm going to segue over to you. And just so you guys understand, Josh is a CFO of a manufacturer in Cleveland, Tennessee. We're just going to ask him to give his standpoint of that fractional manager and how that engagement happened and, and also those benefits to that process of a fractional manager inside his company. Josh, uh, do you care to just kind of talk about what you do, kind of how uh, how that fractional role fit into your company? I know we briefly went over it just a few minutes ago, but could you kind of go into a little bit more detail? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I think it helps to give some perspective of the size of our company because, you know, I think we are a classic small, you know, American business, you know, small manufacturing facility. So we currently have, you know, roughly 50 employees. But I would go back to about five or six years ago when the company was first formed. And we had about, uh, and I was actually just an outside CPA um, at a, a, a regional accounting firm that was helping the company when it first got started. So I kind of got to see from the outside looking in. And at the time, the company had this, you know, very visionary CEO who kind of had this field of dreams mentality when it came to building the leadership team. And so they started with about 10 employees, you know, eight and eight or nine of which were all, you know, considered themselves tenured executives or, you know, they all wanted to be vice presidents. And so, you know, again, this field of dreams, you know, mentality of, okay, let's build the leadership team first. And then, um, you know, in time, you know, we'll eventually have enough work for everybody to do. Right. And so as a CFO, I mean, that nothing is more frustrating than having, a lot of high compens highly compensated employees who are underutilized, um, and, and so it's just a it's a heavy overhead burden, especially on a small company. And so I think there's a lot of small companies uh, like ourselves and other you know local businesses that we talk to that feel this pressure sometimes. Um, you know, when you talk about hiring remorse, you know, sometimes the remorse is well, we hired somebody that had 30 years of experience, you know, and they're best in their field and we're paying them, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year. But, you know, really what we found was that, you know, we only had 20 hours a week of, of work for them to do. And so I think that was the position that Verog found itself in early on. And so, um, as time went on and, and the business model changed, um, to where the company was going to become, a domestic manufacturer here in the U S and we really had to grow, you know, our core manufacturing knowledge. That's where we engaged RCI to, to help us 
and really the idea originally was we we reached out to RCI with the hope that they could help us find you know the right people and what they brought to us was more than that right because in in this model of, of fractional management not only is it as Andrew was talking about kind of the differences of you know just a company that will come in and do an executive search uh, versus you know a consultant that will truly roll up their sleeves and get in with you and they really helped us identify the key roles in our company that we needed to fill, you know, that we needed to go out and find the right person uh, to hire versus roles that they could fill on a fractional basis. And even some roles like our, our quality management person who they developed, you know, we really developed internally, right? So they, they helped us identify employees that we already had that through their backgrounds or previous work experience, they could develop them into, you know, the leadership team that we needed. And so it was much more than just, you know, you know, hiring for the sake of, you know, having, you know, somebody with a good resume on your team, right? It's, it's uh, going back to that question of quantity versus quality. You know, we were really looking for quality employees versus just having, you know, a big executive team. And thanks for that. We really appreciate it. So let's kind of segue into our last subject here. And as you guys know, this new podcast is called Results Matter. Uh, I want to ask each of you in speaking about fractional leadership, how does it make results matter? How do we move that needle? And let's kind of hit on that. Josh, I'm going to start with you back again. Tell me how fractional leadership makes results matter. So I think in our company, you know, the the greatest benefit was, you know, really setting the culture right in our manufacturing facility. So one of the things that you'll hear, hear Andrew talk about a lot in a manufacturing facility is, you know, the cadence, right? So, you know, when you walk into a manufacturing facility, you know, are, are things running, right? Do do the employees know what they're supposed to be doing, you know, repeatably, you know, efficiently? And I think a combination of that as long as well as our quality system is where, you know, you, and a lot of people wouldn't think of a quality system as being a money saver, you know, but it's it turned into one for us um, because they helped us implement uh, not only you know a quality manager, but a but an entire quality management system around our product, and I think it saved us a lot of headache. Just as an example, here just this past week, you know we had shipped a lot of product out to a customer, and in our normal uh, course of testing, did not identify any problems. But in some residual testing that that we were doing you know, we identified a problem. And so we were able to notify the customer before they even received the product and were able to correct it. And so, and it, and it meant a whole lot to this particular customer just because they were actually working on a project for the U S government. Right. And so nobody wants to get a black eye, you know, providing products or service to the U S government. And so by able, you know, we were able to get ahead of it just because of the processes and procedures we had put in place so it allowed us to, you know, really save face with a good customer and save their reputation, you know, of being able to provide products to the U.S. government. Man, that's pretty deep right there. Um, so it starts out as a fractional manager and grows all the way into that. That's a pretty, 
pretty amazing example there. Tom, I'm going to send it over to you. How do fractional leaders make results matter? You, you know, Anthony, I want to give you uh, another example. It, where I think they make results matter is they are able to create opportunities that may not have been seen before. For example, I know Andrew talked earlier about relationships. And the example that where I went into this, this chemical facility as a quasi-operations manager, they had used a consultant a few months before to try to do some of the things, some of the same things. But it was a classic consulting uh, situation where they were spending a few hours a day sending reports, doing surveys, that sort of thing. What I was able to do is create relationships with the supervisors because I was spending quite a bit of time there. And not only did, did we, as I created those relationships, I created trust. They believed me when I told them this is what we, this is kind of the direction we needed to head. This is a one way to talk to an operator to get their attention. And from went from there to creating additional opportunities that actually, you know, reduced downtime and, and brought uh, their direct reports into the problem solving area. So, uh, I, I think that's really where fractional management is. You're bringing somebody in with, you know, I have 40 years experience in ma chemical manufacturing. So to me, that's where fractional management can really make a difference and, and, uh, and, and, and really improve results. Awesome. Thank you. So Andrew, we're going to end up with you here. We're kind of getting toward the end of our podcast. If you could say anything to someone out there about the range of skills or the range of abilities that RCI has when it comes to fractional management, could you speak on that for a moment? Yeah, so in terms of direct skill sets that we have uh, within our organization, it's plant management, it's financial analysis, uh, IT uh, skills, but also beyond just the traditional uh, you know, network architecture and infrastructure. It's more on the um, uh, programming side, um, dashboarding side and business intelligence. It's uh, traditional operational excellence as well. So continuous improvement um, right up to uh, master black belt uh, sort of level. Um, but beyond that, Anthony, we haven't really talked so much today. Uh, we're part of a network of fractional uh, leaders. So if you need somebody that we don't have directly in our team, we would find that person for you quite easily because we are very closely related to another a, a network of fractional managers that operate across the country. So if you need somebody with very particular skill sets, such as a, an investment officer or somebody with skill sets in private equity or uh, whatever it might be, we, we, we would be able to find that person uh, in, in all likelihood for you. All right. That sounds good. Guys, uh, again, thanks for your time today. This is Anthony Smith, and you've been on the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. We'll see you on the next podcast. You've just listened to the Results Matter Business Podcast by RCI. When results matter, think RCI. 
check us out at www.thinkrci.com.